Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Simply Tour, where we have raw and uncut conversations about mental health that all listeners can learn from. I am your host, Tora White, and I'm excited to have a very good friend of mine here today <laughs> to speak, um, Johanna Haggerty. So Joanna has already funded one six-figure company supporting social entrepreneurs and is in the second year of her newest endeavor, Art Hero LLC. Art Hero is a full-service workforce development firm that helps entrepreneurs at every stage of their business. With a background in human services and over a decade of experience as an arts and economic development specialist, marketing, marketing consulting, and executive coach, Joanna focuses primarily on uplifting under-resourced communities, including artists, women, and the LGBTQ plus communities. Joanna's aim is to activate people so that they can use the power of entrepreneurialism to heal, connect, thrive, and galvanize. Joanna believes that the solutions to many of the world's problems will come from small businesses. And we both know that is accurate. She (laughs) believes it is past time to give them the tools they need to create impact. These people are the heroes we seek. Joanna, thank you for coming. Thank you for having this conversation today. And, you know, it's awesome because we work together. You've really helped my business come to um, fruition. So it's really excited to have you. It is such an honor to have just watched your journey. I mean, we've known each other less than a year and we have become very close and tight. I feel like we go through a lot of those hard conversations and questions that as solo entrepreneurs, we don't often get to discuss with others. So it's such an honor to be here and thank you for having me to it, really. Yes. So I really wanted to today have just a raw conversation about how we've gotten to this point. So I want to start off with um, just how I came to know you and how we connected and then to where we are now. So Joanna and I actually met through Mountain BizWorks. I started in their um, minority business catalyst. Yes. And they connected me with Joanna to kind of help with marketing because let me tell (laughs) y'all... Marketing is not, that's not my wheelhouse. And I'm very honest about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the very first conversation I had with Joanna, I could really sense her authenticity. And it was like, from there, I felt like no matter where we went business-wise, I felt like I really had um, met a new friend. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we talked about at the very beginning was just starting a small business. And I don't even like to say small business, but starting a new business as a woman. Like at the very basis, just as women in this place, like in the space of entrepreneurship, um, being in Asheville, it's just a little different. So can you talk about how it was that you even came to start your own business? Oh, man. What a question that is, Tor. And I just, I super validate that the experience of growing any business, right? Whether you keep it kind of small and in your home and you're just making some fun things for Etsy or you decide to really grow a multiple six or seven figure company, regardless, the journey is a challenge, right? So for me, it was sort of this stop start process. Pretty much when I moved to town about 13 years ago, I was dabbling in entrepreneurialism, which mostly looked like helping artists and creatives with the projects that they had. So they had an album, they wanted support launching it. There was an event coming up. That was a big part of the world that I did 
did was event production and things. So I just bounced around in mental health work, which is another common tie that you and I have. And I did what was called intensive in-home. And I was working with kids and families in their homes. And most of the time, I was bringing creative resources to them. Most of the time, I was having to look outside of the systems to give them what they needed to thrive and be successful. And so this part-time work for myself and event production and festivals and helping bands and, and creative professionals get off the ground just became more and more important. It was my mental health outlet. It was the thing that brought me joy. And it was something that I saw could actually benefit these children and these families in impoverished areas and in the mental health systems because access to resources, access to programs, access to financial support really clicked. So it just kind of was this snowball. And when I started working at the Arts Council, gosh, I think it was maybe nine, eight years ago now, something like that. Everything kind of came together because I started teaching entrepreneurial classes and workshops to creatives. And, you know, Tor, you and I get it as women, as artists. A lot of times we're not the people who are often seen as entrepreneurs. Right. And so that was what clicked. I was like, oh my gosh, giving these people who aren't traditionally seen as entrepreneurs a stage to make money, to understand how to do that, and to do that with fun. I agree with you. I don't love the idea of marketing. But I have found a way to love marketing because I understand if I can set out a plan and then execute it and be like, oh my gosh, I thought I'd make X amount of money and I did. Or I Mm -hmm. thought it'd have this kind of impact and I did. That's where I got excited. So I just kind of stumbled into that idea of really taking entrepreneurialism to the streets. And when I lost my job at the Arts Council because they had grant funding issues, I just said, forget it. I'm going to do this. So I kind of combined my event production self and my artist entrepreneurial self. And I was doing coaching and was event production. Quite frankly, that company expand closed in summer of 2019 because I had a rained out event. But all things in divine timing, right? Like I couldn't have produced outdoor events in 2020 or 2021 if I had wanted to. And it really gave me the ability to hunker down and focus on this kind of workforce development piece. If I can get people like you into the systems, right? And you were even in the system with Mountain BizWorks, but, you know, again, raw and authenticity, we don't always get what we need in the programs that are existing right now. So that's why you and your company said, hey, I got to disrupt the mental health world. And I said, hey, I feel like I need to disrupt workforce development a little bit. So that's kind of the long and skinny of how I led myself here. There's many more trials and tribulations, but I really have just felt so passionate about bringing high level information and knowledge to the average person so that we can thrive. Mm. And see, that's one thing that I love. Even when you were talking about it, you can hear the passion come through. (laughs) Um, And it takes me back to, you know, just our first initial conversation. And, you know, I can tend to be a little more blunt than the average person. We call you correct. And I love that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I remember our first conversation. I was like, you know what? I actually like you. (laughs) I was like, okay, I can see it's going. And I can say that you have managed, even when I'm all over the place and I'm questioning, I'm doing things the right way. You know, when you and I met, I was still with the federal government. I hadn't Mm -hmm. left my job yet. I was still trying to figure out what does business look like? What exactly am I trying to do? And you possess a gift that every person in this space doesn't have. And that's the ability to listen to someone and understand what they want. 
and also accept them for where they are, which is something that I ran into issues with working with um, uh, other individuals and other organizations. A lot of times they wanted you to be at a certain space and they didn't accept you where you were in the process. Yeah. Um, And so I definitely um, appreciate that and think that that is what has allowed our relationship to continue to grow. But not only that, that has been what has allowed you to create a six-figure, seven-figure company because you possess that ability. You know, like, you're so authentic in in everything that you do. And it's been times where you said to me, like, hey, okay, I may not see that, but, you know, (laughs) what about this? You know, and... And I think that's necessary when you talk about a coach, when you talk about really making sure that we take those hobbies Mm. and turn them into actual functioning businesses that can support not only our family, our direct family, but families to come, you know, and to do that in the way that works for you tour, you know, I'm, I'm helping with this class with the city. Um, and we were doing accounting in our last class and that is not my favorite, right? We love Veronica. Shout out to our, our co-host girl, like love that. But that stuff doesn't make a lot of sense to me a lot of times, but they said something <laughs> that really struck, which is accounting has actually multiple methods that are completely acceptable. So if accounting, one of the most cut and dry systems, has more than one methodology, why wouldn't everything else in business have its own methodology? So quite frankly, that is why I disrupt business the way that I do. Yes, there are frameworks. Yes, there are systems. Yes, we can put you into a box, but let's put you into the box that works for tour, right? Yesterday, Um, You came in and we were doing some really big consulting work and we were talking about how you create your own projects, right? That's a huge part of my work. If I say, hey, here's a system for how to manage tasks and it doesn't work for how your brain works or things like that, I have failed you and we're not getting anywhere. So I have to meet people where they are from my perspective. And the way I can do that is by aligning people with their core values, Right. And that's so funny because that is such a marketing term, right? It's such a hot button, but it also is just a true, genuine authenticity conversation that factors into mental health, that factors into health and wellness, that factors into every aspect. And that's why I can relate to you because you're very aligned to yourself, your values and what you believe in makes it easy to coach you because I'm like, oh, you feel misaligned from your values. Let's get back to those. What's the right answer here? (laughs) Right. Right. And it has been time. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. And even when I didn't say it, you being able to recognize my facial cues to know like, "Mm -mm, you don't agree. So what, what is going on? Well, um, that's a little bit of sort of the mental health training you and I relate on, right? That QPR work that you do. I, I did what was called CBT, you know, cognitive behavior therapy, mm-hmm. motivational interviewing. These are skill sets that I absolutely use in my business coaching because I'm allowing myself to take those external cues, those nonverbal cues and factor that into my work. When someone, again, comes in static and says, here's how it's done in any way, shape or form from toddler to ancient adult, right? Who, who likes that methodology? <laughs> right. And I tell people all the time when people hear about the training, they're like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I feel comfortable with, you know, X, Y, and Z or going into the space or helping someone. I'm like, listen, I don't care if you're at the grocery store. I don't care if you're pumping gas. You use these skills day to day. It's basically how do I talk to everyday people? How do I talk to them? And how do I make sure I make space for them? I use it with my kids. I use it in the workplace. 
I use it on the streets. Like it doesn't matter where I am. Those mental health skills and those trainings come to the forefront because like you said, it's really how do I converse with other people? Yeah. And how do I make sure that they feel safe in that? Um, with that said, I wanted to, one of the things that you and I have recently faced mm. um, has been the loss of someone that we we care about. And it happened to be that we both lost individuals that we cared about um, suddenly. Yeah. And it, it wasn't something that we were necessarily prepared for. I do a lot of talk about self-care and listeners, I want to apologize if I get emotional. No, I, I we are allowed to go there. That's the rawness, right? <laughs> I, um, I do a lot of talk about self-care and making sure that especially as a business owner, we take care of ourselves. One thing I wasn't prepared to do was practice self-care in the, in the midst of grieving. And so my question to you in, in losing your mom recently, how have you been able to still manage to show up in your business? Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Well, you know, I think first and foremost, the true answer is that I haven't at times. And that actually is, I think, been the most valuable and important part for me to realize. You know, again, you mentioned the fact that it was very sudden and unexpected. And I think that just adds a whole nother layer to the grief process because there's sort of this what if and how come and why, right? When you mm-hmm. watch someone sort of walk through a process, it's different. So what I quite frankly have done is just been really honest and authentic with myself, right? Even before this session, I was outside having a good old cry about it all, right? Like missing the fact that I can't call her and I can't talk to her about the good or bad things, you know, but I choose to lean into rawness and authenticity. And I have consistently done that, right? When she passed, I put up the most ridiculous away message. It wasn't just like, sorry, I'm gone. It was like, this was my best friend. <laughs> like, and right. grieving. And I just, I poured it out there because again, if I'm going to expect my entrepreneurs to be raw and authentic, I'm going to have to role model the same. And I just owned digitally today that... I'm missing phone calls. I'm missing some deadlines, which is very not typical for Joanna. I am really good at working in boxes and really good at checking them off when they need to be. But that's because I'm grieving. That's because there's this unexpected process that I have to walk away from my life for a minute and cry or I have to be angry or I have to whatever. So for me, it's really the allowance to be wherever I am in that moment and process and to accept that and not shove it down, right? Yes, there are times you have to show up and put on your brave face. I get that, but I'm not kind of ignoring my grief in this process. And I think that's the biggest self-care note that I can acknowledge in this process for me. I'm, I'm curious for you too, Tor, what, what have you noticed for you in that process? Because we are sharing that right now, you losing your grandma so sudden. Yes, um, I can say, honestly, it has been very, very difficult. I, I took a break away from recording. I took a break away from just responding to emails, to text messages. And now that I'm trying to get back in the groove of doing it all, I still realize that it's it's hard because it it is, you can have the most simplest conversation with someone and here comes those emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's really, and I think a lot of it is that I have been in the mindset of federal work and Mm -hmm. doing this work that I've never been allowed those moments to grieve 
Yeah. Um, and so now, because I own my own company and because I get to make the decisions, right, I get to allow myself this process, but it's still very new. And it, it's still like, do I do it? Do I not? Do I <laughs> put this down? Do I take on more work? Yeah. You know, like, what do I do? And so to be quite honest and frank, I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. I'm noticing that there are days that I'm really good and I'm able to rock out things. And then there are other days where I'm like, hey, I need to move this meeting. Yeah. Especially, you know, like I, there are days and I've talked about this previously before, like when my depression hits, there are days where I'm just like, all I have the capacity to do is the absolute what I have to do. Yeah. Like not, you know, like what is going to make sure that everyone has everything. And that's literally getting up making sure kids get to school right. bed, and that's it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, I, and I don't have a capacity for more. And so this is definitely um, uncharted territory for me mm. and something that I'm still trying to figure out. You know, when we spoke, I had to be very honest with you. I was like, right now, what I realized, a process that I thought worked wonderfully, <laughs> going through a grieving process, it doesn't work that way anymore because now where I could keep things in my brain or keep things on paper in different places that doesn't work when you're grieving. Right. Yeah. You know, and you, you and just our, become so forgetful. And there's so many multi layers, right? You're talking about sort of not only the chemical shifts that are happening as your brain is moving through, then there's this emotional layer. Then you have what you mentioned, this societal conversation of, am I allowed to be upset at work? Am I allowed to tell people I'm grieving? Am I allowed to take an afternoon off? Am I, you know, like that is so important to, I think, just slowly and consistently unpack in our society. And this is, I think, why you and I relate as friends too, not only as, you know, consultant client relationship, because we're holding two wings of this, this conversation, right? To be okay. Mental health is not, I have poor mental health, therefore I need attention. Mental health is I'm having a great day. My mental health is kicking booty or today is a harder day, right? It's the whole giant spectrum. It shouldn't be put in one little box and we shouldn't have to perform one certain way. And I just am really honestly thankful and proud to, to watch you consistently break those shifts. You know, my dad worked in government forever and now he's retired and he's really having to relearn a lot of his processes and how he works and how he has fun. And, you know, I'm sort of a little bit different in the fact that for the most part, while I have experience in all of these worlds, I've only stayed in any like career position for maybe a year and a half, two years for the last 13 years, not because I can't do work, but because I'm excited to do it my way. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And that is one thing I'm thankful for. Um, you know, I've told you had my grandmother passed suddenly while I was still in my career, yeah. um, what, what, what used to be my career. I would not have had the opportunity to take time. And so um, I would not have the opportunity to have gone to the beach with her and spent a week with her, you know, all those different things. So I'm very thankful for that. Well, this is definitely a conversation that I want to be able to continue just talking about grief and grieving while an entrepreneur, grieving while being a business owner. But Joanna, you're, you also have a show. So can you tell the <laughs> listeners really quickly about 
how they can get in touch with you and about your show. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the Joanna Patrice Haggerty show also on Biz Radio. So you can just go to bizradioashville.com and find me there. Also, I have um, a new show with uh, Veronica Edwards, Boss Babes, good old Asheville Boss Babes, which is coming out really soon. And then you can also visit me on Instagram, JPH Creative Biz, or you can go visit my current website, arthero.biz. Learn a little bit about what we do and connect with us. Um, Tor, thank you. You're amazing. No, you are. Thank no. you so much. <laughs> um, and as always, listeners, you can find me at bizradioashville.com or at um, simplytour.com. I look forward to speaking with all of you again next week and just be prepared to hear some really authentic conversations coming soon. As always, put yourself first and practice that self-care. Until next time. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.